Hello, church family. Uh, today we're going to look at the uh, last half of chapter 26 of Acts, uh, chap- uh, of Acts, and uh, we're reaching the end of this book. And uh, if you remember the last few episodes, Paul is just going through a series of trials. Uh, he goes from the uh, council from the Jews, he goes to Festus, and now he's at Agrippa. And all in all, these are all just opportunities for him to share the gospel, defend the faith, and to make Jesus known. Um, and the encouragement, you know, for us, as I was just uh, teaching through this book, is to get us to think about how we can uh, be a faithful evangelist. Um, when you think about uh, sharing the gospel with people, there has to be uh, a sense in which the urgency and wanting people to be saved and want everyone in our life to be saved. Um, and that's the lesson that went drawn in the life of Paul in the book of Acts. Uh, and again, this is Paul's defense against Agrippa. And the, where we left off last time was uh, verse 18, uh, where it says to, uh, that Paul's so hope is to uh, gain commissioned by Jesus Christ is to open the eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from dominion of Satan to God and that they may receive forgiveness of sin and inheritance among those who have sanctified by faith in me. Uh, this is uh, Paul's uh, task as a uh, as an apostle and evangelist, and that's ours as well. We tell people they, that they're going you know, from darkness to light to open their eyes to see their sin and, and that, uh, that they can be sanctified in Christ and to ultimately do all of these things in faith in Jesus Christ. So now here this uh, this defense continues and you know so far we've seen that Paul is defending himself because by telling everyone that he himself was like one of the Pharisees he was a rising star he was the next best thing in Judaism uh, but he was converted uh, he was converted uh, radically and he was really uh, cut out from the Jewish community um, that's why he's always pleading with the Jews because he really wants them to be saved but he trusts and uh, knows that the Lord is, has to bring him to Rome and he ha- he's not there yet uh, but this is all really part of God's um, sovereign will and he knows he's going to go to Rome he doesn't know how he's going to get there but until then he knows that he needs to be faithful to sharing uh, the gospel with them so now as we continue on chapter 26 verse 19 so King Agrippa I did I did not prove disobedient to the heavenly vision, uh, but kept declaring both to those of Damascus first and also at Jerusalem and then throughout all the region of Judea and even to the Gentiles, and they were and they should repent and turn to God, performing deeds appropriate to repentance. So, you know, uh, a group, and Paul was just explaining to Agrippa his salvation story, and he said that after getting that vision from the Lord, he basically did not disobey. And this is just a lesson for us that when we are as Christians, um, we are also given the same task to go and share the gospel with everyone, and we're not called to be hesitant. We're not, we're not called to be afraid. Uh, we're called to be bold, and we're not called to be silenced. We're called to speak the word of God and go and tell the gospel to everyone uh, to the ends of the word, uh, to the end of the world. Uh, Paul here is he's submitting to divine authority. He tells a group of that he did not prove disobedient to the heavenly vision, and he knows that. Uh, Agrippa seems to be just listening to Paul, and he, he seems to be captivated by his testimony. He says, "I'm not. I can't deny this. I know this is what happened. Uh, this has happened to me, and he's now doing exactly what uh, God tells him." There's this divine appointment for him. But at the same time, verse 12, we see his faithful obedience. He went to do these things. Yes, he was uh, chosen before the foundation of the world. Yes, he was um, brought into saving faith. But his faithful obedience is all his own doing. He needs to obey God. We understand the tension between predestination, free will. But in a lot of ways, we spe- um, 
those that are always anxious about the works they need to learn to trust in God's sovereignty, and those who are really apathetic because they claim to trust in God's sovereignty needs to uh, really work on their own human response to the Word of God. So uh, this is what Paul is doing. He's evangelizing faithfully, and, and people are getting saved. Verse 21, for those reasons, some Jews seized me in the temple and tried to put me to death. So having obtained help from God, I stand to this day testifying both to small and great, saying nothing but what the, the prophets and Moses said uh, was going to take place, that the Christ was to suffer, and by reason of his resurrection from the dead, he would be the first to proclaim light both to the Jewish people and to the Gentiles. So Paul here is just uh, you, saying that he the reason why he got to this point was not his own cunningness, it was not because of his own strength, but he had obtained help from the Lord. He's able to do what he was able to do because God um, um, brought him to this point. Um, he trusts the Lord and he knows that the fact that he's here is because God has placed him there. And you say he's just stating nothing that nothing that the prophets and Moses did, and Moses did not believe. Uh, they believed all the same things. It's just the Pharisees and Jews did not like uh, what he was teaching. Uh, I mean, they knew the fact that Jesus had to suffer. They knew the fact that Jesus had to rise from dead, and they knew that um, that Jesus is Lord. Uh, that's according to the Old Testament scriptures. That's continuing on in, in the ministry of Jesus Christ and now in the apostles. Uh, and and these people, or and the Pharisees, the Jews, uh, hated Paul because of it. Verse twenty four. While Paul was saying this in his defense, Festus said in a loud voice, "Paul, you are out of your mind. You your great learning is driving you mad." Now it's interesting that it seems that Festus, you know, he's now back in this. You know, he's he's watching the little thing. And he interrupts here, uh, kind of Paul mid sentence and tells him that he's losing his mind. Uh, all the stuff that you learned, all the stuff that from Judaism to Christianity, everything that you've done, is is. You just you add in our mind. And that's how Christians should be. The way that we live sounds like we're crazy. I mean, think about the logic of the gospel. We believe in a Jewish man who lived 2,000 or so years ago and living a life, to, um, the perfect life, uh, obeying the laws from a God of the Old Testament, uh, several thousand years even before that. And then uh, he's going to redeem all of us by dying on the cross. Uh, this torturous thing and then rising again three days later you know it sounds absurd and on surface and it should be foolishness to the world the gospel is supposed to be offensive and i think so for some of us we out of this fear of being criticized by the world for like you know being crazy or whatever um we we become timid um he you know festus is what he's saying is no different from any of us when we're sharing the gospel with non-believing relatives how they feel when they hear that we've converted to christianity um they think that we've lost our mind and that we need some sort of therapy or that you know things that we're believing in is false but paul responds this way verse 25 i am not out of my mind most excellent festus but i utter words of sober truth so where sober truth is this idea that he's in total control he's completely aware of what's going on around him and the things that he's saying uh and uh, and he, he's telling them that this is all real. Verse 26, For the king knows about these matters, and I speak to him also with confidence, since I am persuaded that none of these things escaped his notice, for this has been done in a corner. This has not been done in a corner. So again, King Agrippa, like I said the last time as we're going through this, King Agrippa knows what the Jewish uh, um, religion is about. He also, in this case, seems to imply knows what Christianity is about. And it's true, Christianity wasn't just some rogue sect that uh, that was um, that no one knew about. It. It, it just kept growing. People just kept coming to saving faith. The church kept increasing in their numbers. So people knew who they were. 
And the king, knowing the things of the Old Testament that he does, and you know, and hearing about what Christianity is doing, he he understands. And Paul is just really pleading with that part of his conscience, like you know uh, what this is, you know these matters, you know what I'm saying is true. Right, verse twenty-seven says this: King Group, do you believe the prophets? I know that you do. Again, now the ball is in the Group's court. He's now having to respond to the things that they you know, that he's heard, and that's our job too. Our job is not to save anyone because we can't. Our job is really to proclaim, and then the the person, the people that we share the gospel to, they have to respond to what they've just heard. There is a sense in which there's a greater accountability for the more doctrine you know, but uh, it's not our fault. We can't cause salvation to happen. Um, just like if you go into um, you know cemetery and you start crying out to an empty to a tomb, uh, there's no way with your ability that anyone's going to come out of the grave. Uh, and that's the same way in the spiritual sense. The only thing that we can do is just share the gospel faithfully whenever the Lord gives us the opportunity with clarity and conviction. And we hope that people uh, will respond to it. Agrippa replied to Paul at verse 28, In a short time, you, you will persuade me to become a Christian. And Paul said, I would wish to God that whether in a short or a long time, not only you, but also all who hear me this day might become as I am, except for these chains. And there was a little humor here. But, you know, King Ripples is asking him, you want me to be a Christian after this short discussion? And Paul is saying, I don't care how long it takes, whether it's five minutes, five years, five decades. I want everyone and everyone around me uh, to hear and believe in Jesus Christ. Now, what a what a great reminder for us as evangelists and Christians that we are going to have to evangelize to people. And it should not deter us no matter how long it takes. It should We should always have people in our life, sometimes even for a lifetime that we're ministering to. I know some of you have non-playing family that you guys see it as a privilege and honor to be able to faithfully represent God in that context. And they may not come to saving faith and they may be, for some of you, it might be years before they come to saving faith. Um, but you, you need to be able to work hard in, in living a holy life and sharing and ministering the gospel to them in hopes that they do come to the, the faith that you have. And that's what Paul wants as well. He wants everyone to, to become as he is, except for the fact that he's locked up. Verse 30, the king stood up in the governor, uh, in the governor and Bernice and those who were sitting with them. And when they had gone aside, they began talking to one another, saying, this man is not doing anything worthy of death or imprisonment. And Agrippa said to Festus, this man might have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. So really at this point, um, they... You know, they they went back to hells. I figure out what the word they're going to do with Paul. Because remember, uh, Festus uh, loved had wanted to gain favor from the Jews. King Agrippa, um, you know, he loves he he's intrigued by Paul here in the Old Testament. But after hearing this, uh, he knows that okay, yeah, there's nothing that 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 he has done that's actually wrong in the legal sense. And I think what's interesting is that they essentially punt us. They don't want to deal with it. They're not responding to the gospel themselves, nor are they uh, going to deal with the legal things. They're basically just going to move Paul away and send him away. And again, you see the cowardice of both Agrippa and Festus. Although they seem to be interested in maybe close to Christianity, in the end, there's a sense in which what both of these two represent is uh is sin right agrippa is uh he wants to preserve his sin i said earlier that bernice and agrippa have this incestuous relationship and festus he loves the approval of man and if you are a christian uh you're gonna have to deny both of those things and i think they understood that both agrippa and festus <clears throat> understood what it took uh, in order for you to be a believer and they aren't willing to give up their sin and they're not willing to give up the life that they have uh, to pursue jesus christ um, so the result is that they just 
dismiss Paul, and then Paul is going to go sent to Rome. Which again, this is all part of God's divine plan that Paul is going to go to Rome. And we're going to see how that journey continues on next time. Thanks for listening. I hope that this is helpful for you. Take care and have a great day.